bless up. Let's give all the glory to God. Uh, we got another day, and uh, we should all be thankful for it. So be sure to give thanks to the Lord. Uh, thanks for joining. Thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it. Uh, if you got some questions, comments, or concerns, wake up and eat with Z at gmail.com. So, releasing this episode a little bit late today. The reason being is because this is the third time I've re- recorded this episode. And I don't know why I'm getting this opposition on this one. I don't know why there's a mental block, but I have a mental block today. And, um, you know, I'm not sure how long I'm going to go, but uh, I'm still going to, I'm still going to uh, just kind of recap this year and the past two years. Why the past two years? Well, the past two years have been um, sobering. And I mean that literally and figuratively. So today, December 29th, marks two years since I had my last drink. Tomorrow, December 30th, will be my my two-year sobriety date, okay? And I know that I've talked about this a lot. I know that I have really, really talked a lot about some substance abuse and how it's impacted my life and my family. You know, substance abuse is, is, is a real thing. Uh, I lost a sister. It'll be five years ago in uh, February. She OD'd. Um, and some of my family and my family does not talk to one of my brothers because uh, there was just a fallout with a lot of things. So this kind of stuff has. And when I talk about my family, you know, I say my parents and it's my mom, and my stepdad, but he's like my dad. And then I have my 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 dad who I love. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was like 10 or 11 years old. So it's easier just to say my family because we all family and, and, and this and that. So, um, and, and you know, substance abuse uh, was uh, a part of my parents splitting up, or at least that's what we were told as a kid. I don't know how, how true that is. But anyways, you know, substance abuse is real. And we're, we're talking about uh, two years sober for me. Which that's good. I never thought that I'd be able to do. You know, when I when I when I did this, it was really just a goal of going one year sober. Okay, it was a goal of going one year sober, uh, and I picked probably the toughest year in human history, at least in for over the last you know uh, fifty years, to try and go sober. But um, you know, I did it. I did it. So when I say I did it, I use that loosely because I physically did it. But there's no way I would have been able to get over this hump without uh, the power of Christ. You know, if I didn't have my faith in Christ and if I didn't get that lined up first, that's um that's where I would have failed because I've tried to do it on my own before. You know, I know I I've, I've I've mentioned this, but it's just um it it needs to be said just based on my experience because I you know, when you think about it this way, you try to do something on your own, you're putting your own pride first, you think you're strong enough to do it, and that's just where I was. Oh, I can do this. Oh, I can overcome this. Blah blah blah. We've been down this road, but I'm telling you, if I didn't, if I, and, and, and the crazy thing is it took me six months, you know, I started my walk with Christ again in June of 19, and it took me another six months to really find enough strength to know that I could do it. And, and why is that? You know, why is that? I think I got a little bit loud there. Sorry. Um, well, first of all, you know, where was I at? You know, it's not going to st- for me, it couldn't start immediately because I was not ready for it to start immediately. You know, you got to reprogram the way that you think, the way that you live your life. You have to relearn life once you give it up to Christ. Because as I've stated before, you've been deceived your entire life. So this lie, this deception that you've lived, you have to 
forego that way of living and then really sell out to Christ. So it took me a while to get there. I'm still I'm still working on it. It's not it's not like I'm perfect now, you know. I've just grown so much and learned so much in two and a half years that I have grown stronger because if I hadn't, it would be a waste of two and a half years. I shouldn't still be, in my opinion, well, I'll just say it. I shouldn't be struggling with the same things that I was struggling with two years ago, even though that I still do. Does that make sense? I should probably slow down. What I mean is if I can't recognize that these things, certain things are a problem, then I'm not learning enough in the spirit. Okay. I'm not, I'm not learning enough in order to use the discernment that you get once you grow in the spirit and once you grow in your faith. So, but anyways, back to, uh, the, the sobriety, you know, I say that I did it, but again, I, I had to find Christ and I had to get my strength through him. Matthew 6.33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. It truly is, seek first Christ in everything that you do. That's something that I struggle with every day. But I say a prayer, I, I try to, every day when I open up my eyes, when I know it's time to get out of bed, I try to pray first. God, let me be better than I was yesterday. Guide me today. Show me, show me the way, Lord. Show me the way to, to get to, to further your kingdom, to advance your agenda, and to use me as an instrument. And, that, and that's something that I think that you know a lot of us miss. You, we can't give God the leftovers. We can't, we can't make time. We can't, I'm, I say this loosely, we don't want to just, okay, we have this time, that's when I can do it. That's why I try to wake up and I want to stay in the word first thing in the morning. It's like first thing, boom, most important thing. You ever heard of Big Rocks? You ever heard of, heard of the uh, the game Big Rocks? You know, it's where you give someone uh, a container and you've got a couple of big rocks. You've got some dirt or some pebbles and you've got some sand and all of these items fit in the uh, container, but you have to tell the people you, it, it's an, it's an exercise. Okay, you say put all this in there; it will all fit. So, how do you start? What do you think you do? You know, some people pour sand in, boom, fills it up, pour dirt in, then well, you got no room for the rocks. The point of the exercise is to put the big rocks in first, then you fill in the pebbles, and then you fill in the sand. And the uh, lesson to be learned is do the big things first, do the most important things first, and then the rest of your tasks will fill in. It w the rest of the small things will fill in the gaps and your container will be full. But if you don't put the big things in first and take care of the most important things first, you're not going to get them in. And that's a true story. So how does that relate to me waking up early and reading the word? It is the most important thing. My time with God is the most important thing now. In the past, my in the past, my most important thing was living for the weekend. My, in the past, my most important thing was when am I going to get that next booze in? When am I going to take, you know, the next hit of that L? And that's the truth. That's the truth. You know, when am I going to get my next high? When am I going to, whether it be booze, whether it be weed, whether it be something else, when am I going to get that next? You know, what am I going to do this weekend? And it's funny because that would be the question that I would ask all my buddies on Monday as we just came out of the previous weekend. 
And look, I'm not here telling you that I don't still want to drink because I want to drink every day of my life. Every day of my life, I have an urge to have alcohol. And that's how I know I can't drink. And I'm not sitting here telling you that every day in my life, I wake up and I get in the word because I don't because it's a battle because it is a battle between good and good and evil. And the devil don't want me to get in the Bible. The devil wants me to continue to sleep. He wants to wear me out. He wants to keep me tired. OK, so it's a struggle. And I'm not here trying to preach this all this this oh holier than thou Z because he's sober wrong. If that's a message that y'all are getting, then you're not hearing me. OK, you're not hearing me. It's about living for Christ. It's not about living. It's not about living for Christ so you can show what well, it is. I'm trying. Let me let me figure out a better way to phrase this. It's not about doing all these things and then walking around like you just righteous man and that you're better than everybody. Because I'm gonna tell you what I've ran into Christians that I've seen do that and they're fugazi. Okay, straight up because that's not what it is. You got to be an example. You got to share your testimony, and that's the point of all this: is me sharing my testimony with you. I don't care about talk. I don't care about talking about embarrassing things. I got to own it because I did it. Okay, yeah. I used to get drunk. I peed on my buddy's couch. Um, <laughs> you can check the receipts on that, and you can ask him. This is not uh, <laughs> emphasis. And while it is embarrassing, I have to own that and understand. Like, you know what, man? That's why you can't drink and get blackout drunk because you might pee on someone's couch. Let's be real about it, okay? You know. But here's the thing: don't compare my drinking to how you drink. And I'm getting off in the weeds right now. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta st- steer back on track because I could have went down someplace with that. But anyways, it's tough. It's tough. It's been tough for two years. It was tough for 36 years before that, you know, call it 20 years before that, that, that I drank. It was real tough, but through the power of Christ, I was able to overcome it. And I cannot stress this. Okay. I cannot stress this anymore. When you give up the stuff that pollutes your mind, that clouds your mind, that alters your mind state, you have so much more clarity and you're able to see things better. So, you know, getting sober is tough. And a lot of people just think that they need to, a lot of people think getting sober is for people who are addicts or people who have a quote unquote, I'm using air quotes now problem. It's not when you get, you have to, you should be sober. You should be sober. And that goes for everybody, whether you think you can control drinking or smoking or whatever your poison is. If you think you can control it and it's not ruining your life, let me tell you something. You're just lying to yourself. You're just lying to yourself. And you know what? You're really cheating yourself because you're not getting your full potential. True story. You're not. You're not getting your full potential. And I'm going to tell you another thing. You're not going to get your full potential if you continually deny Christ. Been there. Got a shirt. Okay. I've been down that road. I've been I've denied my full potential my entire life. It, it, it is no coincidence that when I give it up to Christ, that things start to fall into place. When I seek him first, when I ask for his guidance, I get through things. I know how to respond better. I know when to keep my mouth shut. I know when to delete an email when I've got it typed up and I want to say something to so-and-so. I say, delete. <laughs> you should not be saying that to anybody, Okay. But that's a, that's a tough things that we got to get through in life. But it's all about giving it up to Christ. So, two years ago today, I was going out. And I had a revelation. And it was when I sat down at the bar. Okay? Typically, 
I like to have fun when I go out or when I stay in. I just like to have fun. And when it came to booze and fun, those were two of the funnest things that I liked. Does that make sense that I liked fun? It was one of the funnest things. Anyways, I got to the bar and I had my first drink and something struck me different. The thing that struck me different was I said to myself, man, I just can't wait to get blackout drunk so I can forget this and get to tomorrow. That was my thought. And I'll never forget that, that I just wanted to drink so much and blackout that I could get to being sober. So I did that to no surprise. Hopped around to a couple bars. My boo-boo picked me up, brought me home, and uh, that was a wrap. Okay, that was a wrap. That was the last time I drank. And I'm not thinking about the next time that I'm going to drink. I'm not thinking about the next time that I'm going to party. I think about a lot of different things now. Things that I need to overcome. And the only way I'm going to do it is with Christ. So, you know, you got to keep your head up through everything whether your vice is booze, whether it's money, whether it's lust, whether it's envy, whether it's, you know, material possessions. If you want to overcome that, you got to to see Christ first, plain and simple, because you're not going to overcome it any other way. I can't believe it's been two years. It's been a long two years. It's been a tough two years. And, you know, First and foremost, I do say, and I will always say, through the power of Christ, I got this done. Because I felt the Holy Spirit more in the past two years than I have my my entire life. And that's a true story. And there's no way I could have probably felt the Holy Spirit before because I was filled up with booze and the evil spirits. You know, they call wine and, and all that stuff spirits. You know, just, again, power in words. We've been down this road before. You got to think about that. Why do they call them spirits? I mean, that's food for thought. That's a rhetorical. That was used for effect. I'm not going to answer that. You can answer that. They call them spirits because it it fills you up when you drink that stuff. It fills you up with some different spirit, and it's not the Holy Spirit. So be aware of what you're putting in your body. Be aware of anything that alters your state of consciousness. You know, some of y'all might think, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, Z. Well, again, you know, let me just say this. If you have a problem with what I say on certain things, you don't have a problem with me. You have a problem with the word of God, with the Bible. Don't take it up with me. Work that out on your own because you better work that out before you go meet the man because it's not going to end pretty. Ephesians 5.18, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. See that? It says don't get drunk. It says, do not get drunk with wine. It says, drunkards inherit hell. Okay, you can check the receipts on that one too. It's no big deal. You know where to find it. It's called the Bible. Look it up. You know, give me a call. Maybe I'll try and help you out, try and help you find that verse. But this stuff is real. This stuff is real. Galatians 5.21, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things of these of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, let me tell you something. If you're not inheriting the kingdom of God, what are you inheriting? Y'all don't want that. Y'all don't want that accountability. Y'all don't want that to say, I got to change my life. No one wants to be held accountable anymore. But guess what? You're going to be held accountable. If you don't hold yourself accountable in this life, you're going to be held accountable for the rest of for eternity. Try and wrap your head around that. You can't. 
because we measure time. Eternity is the absence of time. So you can't measure something like that. And I'm not here preaching, okay? I'm not here preaching. Maybe I am. I'm not here preaching holier than thou. I'm here to give you some pearls. I'm trying to, I'm trying to impart some wisdom on y'all. Because some of y'all listen and some of y'all don't. Jeremiah 25, 27. You shall say to them, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Drink, be drunk, vomit, fall, and rise no more, because of the sword which I will send among you. Proverbs 21, 20, verse 1. Wine is a mocker, strong drink is a brawler, and whoever is intoxicated by it is not wise. Whoa. Proverbs 23.20. There's a lot of knowledge in Proverbs. Read through the book of Proverbs. Do not be with heavy drinkers of wine or with gluttonous eaters of meat. I'm a gluttonous meat eater. I love steak and chicken. Kidding. But, I mean, it all says this in here. It all says it in here. And this is something that I can control. You know what I mean? This, this, is, this is something that I can control. You can control a lot of things. You're going to sin no matter what. But when you continually sin and you know that it's wrong, which I did, then you got a defiant spirit. Hebrews 10.26 For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. So what does that mean? It means if you got no more sacrifice for sin, you left with judgment. You left with judgment. That means you got a defiant spirit. You've been rebelling. Because if you know the truth... If you know the truth and you continually do wrong, then you're being defiant, okay? And that's how I knew. And what happens when you be defiant when you know that you're doing something wrong? Typically, when you get caught, what happens? What, does it, what happens to a normal person when they're called out on it and they're held accountable for it? They feel guilty. They feel remorse. And that's what I felt every time I used to get drunk. Whether I do something right, whether I do something wrong, whether I just out boozing up and laughing and carrying on, doesn't matter. Every time I wake up, I feel guilty. And you know why? Because I knew it was wrong. I knew in my heart of hearts that it was wrong. And I still did it. So y'all got to check yourselves. You listen to anything I say, listen to this, check yourself. You feel guilty about something, ask yourself why. Is it because you know, you know it's wrong and you're doing something wrong? You know, you did something wrong. But you got to ask yourself that feeling and get why? Why do you have it? Because that's a way of checking yourself. And that's a way of checking your spirit. And where you at? You say, eh, I probably shouldn't do that. Eh, probably shouldn't MF that person. Eh, probably shouldn't talk, talk mess on that person. Eh, probably shouldn't flip that guy off because he just cut me off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but just uh, look, I'm not going to drag this on much longer, but it's been a, it's been a while, two years. Um, it's been a while, two years. And the, the best advice I could give at this point is just to stay sober, stay sober minded. I mean, the, the world is going to hell in a handbasket. There's no denying that. And I can tell you one thing. To uh, paraphrase a good friend of mine named Be Real from Cypress Hill, 
When the stuff goes down, you better be ready. When the stuff goes down. So you're not going to be ready if you're drunk. You're not going to be ready if you're high. You're not going to be ready if you're just not in the right state of mind. Uh, I know some of y'all are going to put that song on after this, and that's okay. <laughs> I authorize that. Uh, I'm going to prove that. But just be ready. Be sober-minded. For your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeing who he may devour. So, as I close this out, let me say a few things. Thank you for listening to me for four months. It's hard to believe that this is wrapping up four months of this podcast Uh, As it was about a year ago that I had this idea, and we've been through it at length, that it just didn't take off the way that I wanted to, probably 90% my own fault, probably 95% my own fault. But it finally did in September, and it's hard to believe I've been doing this for four months. This will be the 18th or 19th, uh, maybe the 20th, uh, one of these I put out. It's been great. I've gotten some good feedback, and I've gotten some real feedback. Thank you all for listening. I'm going to take next week off, so I probably won't be back until January 12th. So it's going to be a few weeks until you hear from me. Lastly, this has been a crazy two years. This has been a crazy two years, and it's been a sober two years. I will say it again. I could not have got through this without the power of Christ, okay? But there's there's one person that I can say thank you to that has helped me through this uh, more than anybody, and it's my wonderful girlfriend, Nicole. She has stud- She has stuck by me through probably some of the darkest days and just some of the most embarrassing times in my life. And she saw the worst of me. And she stuck through with me. She, she, she's been a huge influence on the, the reason that I am how I am today. And uh, I just want to say I love you. And thank you for sticking with me. And, you know, we're just going to get through it again and together you know we're gonna keep moving forward so this victory is not mine alone it is yours too you should be very proud of everything that you've you've done and you've helped me through because you made me want to be a better man thanks again for listening y'all thank you nicole i love you i'll talk to y'all Do the 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 do